0: I don't allow the fear of missing out on a discount to suck me in anymore because I really like to think of buying as something that I truly love and I would pay full price for. So the sale is just a bonus when it comes at a discount. This is not your average business podcast, because here we are going to discuss how you hit your goals without losing yourself, your
1: values, or your relationships along the way. We believe in the whole person versus the long-term hustle approach and demonstrating to our children what living a life full of purpose is truly about. We're here for the woman who is an aspiring entrepreneur, developing her personal brand, and staying open to the opportunities that come before her.
2: We're here for the woman yearning to find businesses that align with her, her core being, so she can feel in alignment with her life. Come on this journey with us as we navigate this very full season and pursue a life we love. Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for a
0: greater purpose? Are you craving connection? Perfect, you are in the right place and we're excited to get you one step further than you are today.
2: Today, we are going to be talking about Black Friday. It's a holiday that people, especially in the U.S., either have a love-hate relationship with, and we're going to be pulling back the curtain and discussing why Black Friday sales are as hard to resist as that extra piece of pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving. Both only come once a year, and they're both incredibly enticing, so we're really going to be diving into that. We're going to be looking at the different sales psychology and marketing strategies that you can either implement in your business Or you can just become aware of as a consumer as you're about to be bombarded with lots of good deals and lots of ads. So, we're also gonna be running through some helpful strategies that you can tap into so you don't black out buy, as Amy says, on Black Friday and purchase items that don't really support you and your financial goals, too. So, we'll really be running through it all. Abby, you have a background in sales and know a lot about what it takes to get someone to say yes. So can you share some strategies that you've seen or
1: implemented that have been super effective? Yes, definitely. So between Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, and then Cyber Monday, most businesses see an increase of 107% revenue from these opportunities alone. So it can be an amazing opportunity to boost the end of year bottom line but it can also be really hard to stay top of mind when brands from every single direction are shouting for the consumer's attention. So it's interesting because I've noticed that a lot of small businesses feel like if they have shared about their product or their service or their sale a few times, they think that's enough. But the reality of the situation is that the average consumer needs to see something multiple places and between seven to eight times before they buy. So let me say that again, between seven to eight times. So you're not buying that very first time. And I would guess that that number is even higher during Black Friday when multiple companies are competing for our attention. So if you're having a sale during this time, we cannot emphasize to share your deals enough, especially if your target market is busy moms like ourselves, where we know that we don't always have our credit card handy. So make sure that you're saying it multiple times in multiple places. This is your time.
0: Yes, I know that's exactly me. I don't always have my wallet on me, so I'll go to purchase something. I can't get over the barrier of walking downstairs to get my wallet, so I need another reminder for me to complete the purchase. I also want to speak to small business owners right now because I know that there can be some resistance to selling but I really love to think of selling as an invitation. It's an opportunity for you to serve and help someone. So it's really a win-win situation in many cases, especially if you've built the right business. We do a Black Friday sale every year for Expecting and Empowered. And for most people, this product is something that has already been on their minds, in their hearts for a long time. So we're just really giving them the extra little nudge to have the opportunity to say yes to something they've already identified as a need. And I think that's a way that a lot of you can start to think about your sales and your offers. You're just helping that person make their decision. So we do a lot of our sales through Instagram and there's a lot of little strategies that you can use on that platform alone. For example, and as Abby just mentioned, you have to be able to share that you're having a sale. And this doesn't mean that you just post it into stories one time, hope that everyone saw it and move on. You really wanna have it in multiple places. So I remember last Black Friday, on my personal account, I wanted to shout out a lot of the small businesses that I love by sharing their sale. I was making it a storyline in my own story. And I noticed that a couple of them, they didn't even share in feed that they had a sale, which meant that I couldn't reshare it into my story unless I took a screenshot of their story. So if you have an in-feed sale graphic that is really nice and on brand, it helps people help you. I would strongly suggest that. It's simple things like that that can truly go a long way. And with social media, it's a really great opportunity to support other small businesses that are in a similar niche. So for me, I share the products that I know that my audience is going to love and use, and I put my stamp of approval on them. That means so much to a small business. I know that one thing that comes up for small business owners is that you feel like you're talking about your product or service too much. But the reality is really two parts. Number one, not everyone is watching your story every single day. I really think that we all trick ourselves into thinking that we have these story viewers that come to our story every single day. But I can tell from DMs, there are definitely people that miss the storyline. So you can share and should share things multiple times in your story, even if you feel like you've shared it before. And then number two, is that honestly, you guys, people aren't watching your stories that closely. So I know I do this. I'm sipping my coffee, talking to Abby and watching a story. Am I really getting this woman's full offer? No. So even if they are watching the story, they are not catching every little thing. And I can guarantee you that just by my own user habits. So Kat, I know you have a lot of expertise when it comes to Black Friday and digital marketing because you've helped with running some large campaigns during this time. Can you share a bit more about what that looked like?
2: Yeah, I've managed a lot of launches around Black Friday and it's really interesting from a paid advertising perspective how things have really changed. Five years ago, you'd just have a sale over the weekend And now Black Friday is really like Black November. Most paid ad campaigns, and this is usually through a platform like Facebook, they start to engage and nurture their audience a month out. And then their actual sale is anywhere from one to three weeks long. And I'm sure a lot of you have started to notice this trend. And I know It really sounds kind of crazy from a consumer perspective, but most companies are really trending this way, and a big piece of that is that there are so many brands who use paid ads that if you can start early, you actually might have a better opportunity of catching people's attention.
0: Yeah, I've totally noticed this Black Friday seems to get longer and longer every single season.
2: Yes, it definitely does. And it's really the trend that we're seeing. And I would imagine that it would continue to be that way. And also, if you don't want to go the paid ad route, which you definitely don't have to, but you have an email list that's just collecting dust, it's a great time to start engaging with them to provide value and connection before you ask for the sale. So I've seen a lot of people in this space never utilize their list except for when they go in for an ask. And honestly, from a consumer perspective, from people that I follow, it never feels good when someone is just constantly selling to you and there's no valuable exchange of information. There's no relationship that's being built. And a few other things that you can do from a small business perspective is to really optimize the mobile buying experience. So most people purchase on their phones now. I just finished a launch a few weeks ago, and I think 80% of people who purchase, purchase on their phones. So it's very, very popular. So what you really need to do is if you have a website or checkout pages, you need to make sure that they're optimized for mobile and that they look good on that platform and that they're loading fast enough or you are in trouble. So it's really important to test this. Google actually came out in August and said that they are going to be favoring websites with a faster load speed in terms of search optimization. So if your site takes longer than three seconds to load on mobile, you might have already lost a customer. And I know that sounds so dramatic, but it's so true. And I've seen heat maps that really show when someone is leaving because it's taking too long. So you can check load speed for free on PageSpeed Insights on Google. Just type that in and you'll be able to pull up a Google Insight on that. Or you can just type in test my page load speed and you'll find a few other websites that are going to show you exactly how your site performs. And then you're going to be able to make some small tweaks like removing or condensing videos or changing plugins to make it quicker. Or if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you could easily hire someone on upwork.com who could help you do that to make sure that it's working really fast and that you're going to keep those customers attention.
0: I just wanted to say, Kat, I absolutely love when you like nerd out on something like this (laughs) because I'm over here learning. And I think that's just a testament to our business. It's like we all have these different experiences. And so bringing these out to our listeners is so important, but I'm taking away things that I'm just going to go check my load speeds
2: quick. That's how I feel about you too, Amy. I mean, even little things that you were teaching us about Instagram, the smallest thing like to wipe my camera off before I get on a story. And that was life-changing information for me. And that is one thing that I just really love about our business.
1: It's just fun that we're able to each bring our own skill sets to this because something that is so natural and normal and that you do every day and seems like common sense can be the expert level for somebody else. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about enticing offers. And this, it might sound a little bit icky, but at the root of it, it's simply helping someone to make a decision. That's all. And sometimes that decision is a no, and I want you guys to realize that that's okay. What we don't want is someone sitting in the gray space of indecision that doesn't serve anyone. So one of the strategies that marketers use is scarcity. And this can look like a countdown timer on when the sale ends, or it could be a bonus or free shipping that is only offered for a certain period of time. These strategies, they really do work. And we've seen it time and time again that the power of FOMO, it's real and it's powerful. And honestly, I used to think negatively about this tactic. Why can't this deal just be available tomorrow? And now that I see it from a business standpoint, It truly helps someone decide quicker if it's something that they actually want. So you guys, I am the queen of not making fast decisions. And Amy, she laughs at me. She's laughing at me right now. But free shipping will finally make me hit enter on that cart that's been, it's been hand selected. It's items that I want. I was just waiting for a push to actually buy. So something like 20% off or free shipping, those are the things that make me get out of indecision and into actually purchasing. And at the same time, from a consumer perspective, I would just say, if you're feeling the pressure to buy in a certain time frame, that's really a good time to check in with yourself. Ask yourself, is this the product or service that I actually need? Is this something that I actually desire? And if so why is now the right time to buy? Or maybe it's not. And all of those questions will help you get out of the gray zone and feel really good about whatever that is for you. So Amy, I feel like with all your businesses and herself included, you've really done an amazing job at user-generated content, meaning that people who are already fans of your businesses, they create content and share it, which it really helps spread the word. So is there anything that you do around this time, around Black Friday strategically, to help bring that piece out?
0: Ooh, I love this question and I could talk about this for a long time. But honestly, the most important thing to know is that it is not just about one day. It's about how you show up for your community each and every day. So if you follow me, you know that I am all about lifting up and empowering others. That doesn't just come out one day a year, and it certainly doesn't just come out when you're trying to sell people something. This is a natural tendency of mine, and it has come back to serve and support me so much in my businesses so that when I have an amazing opportunity or sale, people are willing to share it. So I remember when Expecting and Empowered was first starting, and Crystal and I couldn't even believe how many women would take the time to not only share our sale into their story, but also give a testimonial about how powerful our workout guides were for their pregnancy or postpartum experiences. I'm not kidding you. We would have tears in our eyes not even believing that people would do this For free, but they have and they continue to do it. When Abby and I launched herself, I remember that day very specifically, I was tagged in over a hundred stories of people just being really excited for me and my new project. And that got Abby and I off to an amazing start with herself. So if you know you want to build with an organic approach, I would start thinking right now, who are people in my network that I can love on a little bit more? How can I support them on their journey? Kat and I said this in an episode recently. This was something that we would do for each other. And then now we're starting something together. So it's so crazy how, when you're willing to show up and support someone else, what that relationship might look like down the road. It's easy for people to share and support you when you have something exciting, if you have supported them genuinely and outside of Black Friday or when you need something. So build a company or a product and service so good, one that truly cares about their customers, and you will have people that are willing to shout your name from the rooftops. Kat, I want to dive back into some really tactical strategies from a marketing lens that you bring. What else can small businesses do to have a really successful sale?
2: First, Amy, I love that piece of advice that you just gave. Business is twofold. You can have awesome systems and strategy in place, but it really comes down to people doing business with people. And that's what I love about how you do business and just really how you view things. But from a tactical strategy standpoint, As a business owner, you can really work on maximizing the average order value. So this is really important because there's no hotter lead than the lead who has just pulled out their credit card and purchased from you. So you can really have a strategic upsell, downsell, and order bump to really maximize that cart value. So an upsell is an opportunity to purchase a higher-end product from you. So for example, if you have an online course, an upsell could be a VIP option that costs a little bit more, but has more high touch coaching elements to it. You could also offer a downsell and this is for the person that has said no to the particular offer that is in front of them but maybe there's something else that would be great for them in a different price range. So this could be showing them something of lesser value or potentially having an extended payment plan option for whatever product that you have because price might be their biggest objection. And last I love a good order bump. So you know when you're at the grocery store and there's a chapstick at the checkout and you're suddenly like, you know what, my lips, they're a little dry right now. And so you I throw it I always get in. that chapstick, absolutely. <laughs> oh my yes. God, my
0: kids, my <laughs> kids
2: get that chapstick. They're always like, I need that chapstick. Yes, and so you throw it in. And that's exactly what a good order bump is. It's something that's low cost that you can just plop in your cart. Even if it's a digital cart that we're talking about, it's an easy yes. And so for example, if I was selling someone a digital product, this could look like having a low cost template or complimentary product, the main offer that's literally on the checkout page. So usually all you have to do is check a box. So you don't even have to go to a separate page. It literally is the chapstick in the card. And this can be a very powerful strategy that you can implement. That's really just going to help not only support your customers because it's another valuable product that's supporting them, but it also is going to support your bottom line so that you can run a really profitable business.
0: When I read over the notes from this before, We recorded and I saw the section that Kat was going to teach on. I had an idea for Expecting and Empowered and I ran right out and told our integrator, let's use, if someone buys the pregnancy guide, let's also try to sell them the labor and delivery course because obviously they're headed towards labor and delivery. We believe in that course. We love it. We're obsessed with it. We know it's so good for the woman to have that information This is... I'm using them myself. I just want to keep saying there's always something to learn and implement. And that's one thing I love about this podcast.
1: Well, as a consumer, they may come for the workout guide and not even realize you have this course. So it's honestly giving them more value already from you. So it's just, it's dual serving. Everyone wins in that situation. And I've even noticed that adding in additional savings or even offering a free gift when you hit X amount... Simple things like that, maybe even offering wrapping services. I mean, if you have a physical product, that's a great way to be like, hey, one less thing for you to have to worry about. All of that really helps to increase the cart value. And speaking of carts, I feel that some of the other low-hanging fruit you can hit up is cart abandonment. So cart abandonment means that someone said yes and put the product in their digital cart, but they never checked out. You guys, this is me. And the reason that I do this is, number one, to decide if I actually want it. Number two, maybe I'm too busy and I often forget. And then number three, if there's any friction in the buying experience, like a slow load that Kat had talked about before, those are reasons that I'll put it in my cart and then forget about it. So for instance, with herself, we use Shopify and you can actually connect Shopify to an email marketing system like Flowdesk, which we also use to send out targeted emails to those people just reminding them to buy again. And if you know that you have customers who are like me who do this, I cannot recommend Flowdesk enough. Not only do they make the emails look beautiful with the templates and branding colors, but you can also target specific groups of people all at the same time. So let's get tangible with what this actually looks like. In our own businesses, we have a website. We have signups for our upcoming courses. We have signups for our mastermind. And this way we can start sending communication to those people who are already interested in that content. Without giving them information on all the parts of our business, because those pieces they might not be as interested in. And it's a way to really work with your customers and then also your future customers to meet them where they are without bombarding them with too much information. So, Flowdesk really makes this super, super easy. You can set it up as a sequence of emails. So you can create it once and then go out strategically without you even having to push a button. And this way, it's honestly automation at its finest, and it makes it easy for everyone. And this is a really good point to remind us all that it's not just about marketing and strategies. So at Pursuing Her Purpose, we're all about the well-being of our customers as well. And as a consumer, this is also about your financial well-being. So Amy, you are such a good model on managing your finances. And I'd love if you could just dive into this piece for us.
0: Well, I'm a good model because I used to be horrible at this. I was everyone's target. I used to joke to Drew that I would blackout buy because all of these strategies worked on me and they worked on me so well. I would just buy and not think anything of it really. So it's one of those things where I really had to slow down and bring more intention into my life to make sure that my purchases really aligned with my goals. I think a lot of times people place the blame on influencers or businesses because they feel like you're taking money from them. But really, you guys, they have to employ people and run their businesses. It's on us as the consumer to have greater self-awareness. And that's what I want to talk about for a second. So one thing that I really like to do before a season Is identify what I really need. So just because something is on sale doesn't mean that you need to buy it. What I do is I will make a list before something like Black Friday so that I'm prepared going in and I know what I need or what I'm wanting to purchase. That way, when I see all of these ads come up, I can keep a really level head by saying, okay, that was not on my list. But if I find a really good sale for, you know, Max's Christmas present or whatever is on my list, then I'm able to purchase that way. I don't allow the fear of missing out on a discount to suck me in anymore, because I really like to think of buying as something that I truly love and I would pay full price for. So the sale is just a bonus when it comes at a discount. So for example, I have my favorite pair of Lululemon leggings that they're tried. They're true. I love them. I don't care what anyone else does, but these are my leggings. If they're having a sale plus, and this is a big plus, I need a new pair I will buy them. It's honestly that simple because I have all of the experience to know that that's something that I love and will wear every single day of my life. I've also gotten really good at keeping my impulse purchases in check and that has been really important and something that I've worked on. I really needed accountability from Drew in the beginning of this transformation. So if you guys don't know the backstory, I used to spend a lot of money and it was honestly not a healthy place for me to be in. When Drew and I started dating and then became married, we had meetings once a month to make sure that we were staying on target. Once I could understand our families values and shared goals, I really bought in. And so letting go of purchasing things on an impulse was a huge part of that transformation for me. So I just make sure that, you know, I know And for Drew and I, we practice financial transparency. I'm really accountable to him. I shouldn't be offended if he asks, you know, what I'm purchasing or why my credit card bill is high. I should really know and feel good about my purchases so that I could easily explain them to Drew. Abby Kat and I talk about money. This is not a taboo subject anymore, it's really a part of your well being. And so, this is an important part of the episode for us because we just truly believe that you know if you have money stress you have stress and we want you guys to get to a really good place and so we are not bashing black friday all of our businesses are going to have black friday sales but it's really important as a
2: consumer to have some mindful habits yes and I love that you and Drew do that Sam and I do that too and it's just been such a healthy part of our marriage And I love what you said about making a list and knowing what works for you. As a small business, I'll just remind you that this could be a great opportunity to save on things for your business too. So for example, if you have softwares that you already use, you know that you love them, or if you have education that you need, or even office supplies, I know Amy's got a favorite pen, (laughs) make a list ahead of time of things that you truly need and then check out those deals. So even looking at software deals like buying your email marketing system, we talked about Flowdesk, you could look into if they have a prorated rate. If you would buy, even though you already purchased from them, they might have a prorated rate that you could purchase at a discount that's going to save your business a lot over the course of the year. So it's just all about identifying those needs ahead of time. And with that, we hope that you not only gain some helpful insights on how to use psychology and marketing to have a successful Black Friday sale, but also as a consumer to understand kind of what's happening around you when you blackout buy, as Amy said, and how to really tap into some more
1: mindful spending practices. And if you love this episode and gained maybe a few helpful insights for your business, it would truly mean so much to us if you left a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is a great way that you can support our small business by just investing a few moments of your time to share how this content has truly been helpful to you. So thank you for all of those who have already done this and those of you who do so today.
0: And as a reminder, we are not going to have a Thanksgiving Day episode. Our core value is to spend our time with our families, and we want you guys, if you celebrate, to do that too. So we will not be here on Thursday, but we will be fresh back in your podcast app on Tuesday.